and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. The prudent manager who knows his master. How prudent are you? Notice the question is not how unrighteous or dishonest you are. If your eyes are fixed on the steward of unrighteousness, the dishonest manager in the parable, then your eyes are fixed in the wrong place. You are called to be faithful in a very little, so that you might be faithful in much. Well, here's your chance. One little thing you might manage to be faithful with is this parable. When you hear this parable, you want to make sense of it for yourself. And since Jesus speaks with a human story, you immediately presume that to make sense of it, you have to find what is most humanly relevant to you in Jesus' story. And so, like trying to find Waldo, you try to find yourself in this parable, or something that this parable can teach you about yourself. But think about yourself. No slave is able to serve two lords. You cannot serve the true God and gaze into the parabolic mirror at yourself. That's the crassest form of idolatry. I have news for you. This parable is not about you. Now, that doesn't mean it isn't directed at you. Jesus tells this story about possessions to his disciples. And disciples are to fix their eyes on their master. So fix your eyes on Jesus. Where's Jesus in the parable? When you find Jesus in the parable, you'll find your heavenly Father as well. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So since Jesus tells a story about the relationship of a Lord and his business manager, we must be able to find the meaning of what Jesus intended in that relationship. The manager is praised by the Lord for being prudent and shrewd in cooking the books. But why does he cook the books, and why is he praised? Well, he cooks the books because he is despairing. The end, the end is near. He is going to lose his job, and since there was no welfare state in first-century Roman-controlled Palestine, there is no unemployment line, unless you call begging by the side of the road effective employment. 
Desperate times call for desperate measures. As he prepares to provide the audit of the business to his Lord, he shows mercy to the tenant farmers. Cut your crop payment in half, he tells them, and they can't but perceive this as an act of mercy on the part of the Lord. And when he shows the audit to his master, he is commended. Why? Because he knows his master's character. And he believes the master will act according to it. Perhaps this master is the brother of the prodigal son's father. He knows the master is full of mercy and compassion, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He trusts his Lord will show him mercy. And for such faith, this steward of unrighteous money is praised. For such faith, the one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. Well, the steward may have squandered the master's possessions, but there is one faithful steward who has not. Entrusted with the kingdom of God and with the people the Heavenly Father has given them, he did not squander them, but kept them in the Father's name. He did not serve God and mammon, God and himself. He served God alone. He did not love himself so much that he held onto his life at all cost. He gave himself for you, to deliver you from the present evil age, according to the will of your God and Father. He did not love two lords at once, but trusted the mercy and love of his heavenly Father alone. When Jesus, the great steward, is there, you taste and see the Father's mercy. And like the prudent steward, you can bank on it. Your Father is full of unbounded mercy and compassion for you. And when you act like a steward of unrighteousness and are unfaithful in much, appeal to his mercy. Bank on it. He will receive you into his house and feed you with the bread of heaven and the joyous wine of life. Here at this altar are the hands of his mercy extended to you. From his hands come the gifts of body and blood, the body and blood of your Lord and Master who trusted in his Father alone. And when you receive these gifts of life, all the mammon of your life, all your money, your possessions, are seen for what they truly are. Gifts as well of the Heavenly Father, entrusted to you. You can use them prudently, especially by giving them to the poor, 
and to those in need. So how prudent, how very prudent are you? By faith, extremely prudent, because you know and trust in your Lord, who overflows in mercy, compassion, and steadfast love for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. After each petition spoken in Spanish, the response of the congregation is, Señor, ten piedad. Después de cada petición en español, respondemos, Señor, ten piedad. Please stand. Rejoicing in Christ's salvation offered to all, let us call upon God, our Father, for ourselves and all people, especially for the family of Professor Jerry Bodie. At the death of his grandfather, pastor and former Oklahoma District President Gerhard F. Bodie, the age of 96 yesterday. And for Dick Mars, father of Professor Mars, who is recovering from surgery. Regocijando en la salvación que Cristo nos ha dado, imploremos a Dios nuestro Padre por nosotros y por todos los pueblos, especialmente por la familia del profesor Jerry Bodie ante la muerte de su abuelo, el pastor Gerardo Bodie, quien falleció ayer a los 96 años de edad y quien en vida fue pastor y también sirvió como presidente del distrito de Oklahoma. For the church here and throughout the world, especially the persecuted brethren, that all trust in the mercy of the Lord and confess Christ's saving work. 